Welcome back to the Mole Hole on 590 The Fan, KFNS, 105.7, HD2FM, and InsideSTL.com. Welcome back to the Mole Hole, everybody. My name's Randy Molman, and you are listening on 590 The Fan, KFNS, 105.7, HD2FM, and InsideSTL.com. We've entered the Boulevard Brewing Company sports segment at at Boulevard Brewing Company, our calling is beer. We've taken everything we've learned over the last 27 years and poured it into The Calling, which is a double IPA bursting with tropical hop aroma and balanced flavor from start to finish. This is a beer that demands to be noticed. Call it destiny. Call it fate. We call it The Calling, and you'll want to answer The Calling. The Calling IPA, Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. Go check out Boulevard's website as well, boulevard.com. If you're ever in the Kansas City area, go take a tour. They do tours every day. You don't need to make a reservation. Just show up, and you'll take a tour, and you'll get to taste some of the great brew offered by Boulevard Brewing Company. Joining me now in the mole hole, he is a contributor for St. Louis Game Time. It's Randall Ritchie. Good morning, Randall. Good morning. How are you? Good, man. We've got uh, some interesting uh, things afoot. But before we get to the uh, expansion draft and the Blues offseason, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. I know I'm a little late to the party because I was uh, I was not live last week, but wanted to get your thoughts on the Stanley Cup Finals and Pittsburgh uh, back-to-back champs. Yeah, uh, it was entertaining to watch. Um, you could almost see it coming, especially with the injuries that Nashville sustained and the third round, losing Ryan Johansson. Um, I think that one was the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, when you're going up against Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and your top centers are Cali Yarncroke and Colton Sissons, you're going to have a difficult time. And I mean, it's not taking anything away from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you know, it's not easy to repeat. And this first time since the 1990s that a team's done it, it was impressive. Um, and it it really, you know, shapes the careers of guys like Malkin and Crosby. Uh, three cups now, uh, two consumites for Crosby, which I thought the consumites should have went to Malkin, but that is what it is. Um, it was entertaining. Were you, uh, were you one of those guys not rooting for Nashville, or were you kind of rooting for Nashville to win? Yeah, I was not rooting for Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's one of those where expansion team well after the Blues in our division. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate Nashville. Uh, you know, there's nothing against them. It's, I don't want to see another team win their first cup before the Blues. Yeah, it's that simple. Yep, I hear you. I kind of, I kind of hope. Uh, I, I hope that this blues Nashville rivalry grows into something more. I mean, it's, it's, uh, they're not far from each other regionally. And, um, you know, we've got the Blackhawks, the wing, the wings and the blues, red wings and the blues haven't been a real big rival since the, since realignment. So I, I don't know. I feel like there's another rivalry in there somewhere. And a Nashville's a, a, as good as any, I think that'd be a really good heated, angry, uh, fan base rivalry between the two cities. I agree. And I think it's, going to take you know a couple more playoffs uh to build that up but i mean this is what 17th year for nashville and this is the first time we've played them in the playoffs right uh they've 
played against Chicago and lost a lot. Um, and they haven't really got to play the Blues. So I think it can definitely grow into quite the rivalry because the days of the Blues-Wings rivalry, that's gone. Yep. There's no animosity in those games anymore. Um, and really, realistically, uh, the Blues are becoming more so rivals with Minnesota than they have been Nashville. But a few more playoff series against the Predators, and I can definitely see a building. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I'm an old. I'm an. I'm old. So for me, I still hate the Red Wings. But yeah, it, there, it, there's definitely that. Uh, they, it's become lackluster because they just don't play each other anymore. So exactly. Um, all right, Randall Ritchie from uh, St. Louis Game Time joining me. All right, the um, now now I saw a mock draft uh, that was uh, kicked out by the Washington Post, and what they did was they pretty much went to every market or every beat writer, and they said, "All right, give me your protected list, who you think the your team will protect, and then tell us who you think Las Vegas will draft." Uh, and since I've seen that article, I've seen a lot more mock drafts pop up, but yeah, this one caught my eye because. Um, Tom Timmerman from the St. Louis Post Dispatch was the one who they reached out to, and and uh, he uh, apparently is pretty sure that it'll be David Perron that Las Vegas takes, and um, and has the Blues protecting Tarasenko, Stasny, Steen, Schwartz, Berglund, Sabotka, Reeves. So Reeves, uh, I want to that that's interesting. I want to talk to you about that. And then on defense, mm-hmm. Petrangelo, Bo Meester, Edmondson, and of course Jake Allen. So yeah. first of all, let's. Uh, I want to ask you about. Does that surprise you at all? Would it surprise you at all if that were the scenario in terms of Las Vegas taking David Perron because he was left unprotected? Um, for me, I would say yes because as much as I'm a Ryan Reeves fan. Under no circumstances he be protected in the expansion draft. <laughs> he doesn't kill penalties. He's not a power play guy. He doesn't fight really that much anymore because there's no one around left to fight him. <laughs> yes, his play improved last season. His defensive play went up. His offensive play went up. And he is a great fourth liner. But that's exactly what he is. He's a fourth liner. David Brown scored 18 goals last year, 40-plus uh, points. They're already thin on right wing as it is behind Tarasenko, and I've just, I've talked about this all of last season. When you have the rotating door of players like Yashkin and Yakupov, you know, trying to find that second line right wing playing with Steen and Stasny that they couldn't do. There's no under no circumstances should you be exposing David Perron. He is your second best right wing, and that seeing that it kind of blew my mind. But then again, there were a lot of surprises on that mock draft, um, starting from Anaheim Ducks, Danny Vatnin. I honestly believe that they should trade Vatnin before the expansion draft because Vatnin is a pretty highly touted um, defenseman, and that one kind of threw me off a little bit. But there were some surprises on that list, but. If the Blues are protecting Ryan Reeves over David Perron, that's an issue. And uh, I noticed, and I, I'm sure you'll agree, and most Blues fans would probably agree, that uh, um, that uh, Yori Laterra was not protected. And he shouldn't be. <laughs> um, and that is one thing that Doug Armstrong, 
I will give Doug Armstrong credit. Over the last however many years he's been here, he's been pretty good on contracts. Some of them are iffy, but most of them have been good. Your Terrace is flat out bad. You sign a guy after one year who he really had one half of a good year, and then ever you've seen him slow down tremendously after that. He's still piggyback points off of Tarasenko. Um, but then even the last few years, he hasn't been able to do that much. Um, the number one priority should be finding a way to rid themselves of that contract, whether it's you know paying a premium for Vegas to take him in the expansion draft, or you know if it comes down to it, possibly a buyout. Um, he should not be on the team next year. We have enough players. That, I don't know if you follow Art Lippo on Twitter, but I am one of these. I'm with him there. The Blues have way too many overpaid third liners, and Latera is the worst of them, and he needs to be top priority to be moved this offseason. So that leads me to, well, uh, let's get to the Blues offseason in just a second. I wanted to ask you one more question. So on the, on the protected list, it, would you agree that out of the four, six of the seven forwards, I think it are uh, everyone is pretty is agrees pretty much on. I mean, Tarasenko, Stasny, Steen, Schwartz, and Saboka for sure. What about Bert? Uh, so you were saying Reeves uh, shouldn't be protected over Perron, but is Perron the guy you would protect, or is there another guy you would protect? And uh, would you protect Patrick Berglund? And it would be between Patrick Berglund and David Perron. Um, realistically, I would protect David Perron because I don't see Vegas wanting to go after Berglund's new contract. But then again, you never know because he's a versatile center who can play the wing. Um, he's not going to wow you, but he can put up, you know, 35, 45 points a year. Um, and he's pretty, he's pretty good defensively. Uh, the Blues are in the best spot here because they have the opportunity to lose. Well, I wouldn't say opportunity, but there's a chance that they lose a pretty decent player. Now, Pedro Berglund more than likely is a third liner, but he is a third liner that is useful to the Blues. And I know a lot of people will disagree, but Vladimir Sabotka is the same thing. He is a third liner but he is a very valuable third liner and he would be protected over Perron and over Berglund. The question is, do you protect Berglund or Perron? Um, for me, with the depth on in the center position, it, you kind of want to lean towards Berglund, but then again, if you look at the depth in the right wing position, it's just as bad. So I personally, would, I would protect Perron and anybody who follows me on Twitter knows that I do the Berglund just anytime he scores. Berglund is one of my favorite players because he has the most personality, really, of hardly anyone on the team. But in this circumstance, I would probably, I would probably protect Perron over Berglund. Yeah, and I think they can and protect both. Definitely over Reeves. Yeah, I was going to say I think they can protect both if they don't protect Reeves. But yeah. uh, but my my contention would be, and tell me what you think. I feel like for these guys who have the bigger contracts, like you're talking about, the overpaid third liners, I think I would leave those some of those guys unprotected and hope they get taken. Don't you think? 
Yeah, I mean, and that's that's one of the things you hope happens with right. your Lantera. Right, right, right. Um, but like I said, if it comes down to it, if Berglund goes, you still have Sabotka there to you know fill that hole. Right. Um, if Prime goes, your next best center is what Yak or your next best right wing is what Yakupov, Yashkin, Reeves. I don't want I don't want those guys playing on the second line. You might be able to plug in Patrick Berglund there. You might be able to plug in, you know, Zach Stanford there or, you know, Pi Arvey there. There's options, but nobody on the roster past Peron is ideal to play second right wing behind Tarasenko. So that le- leads me to this uh, Blues offseason question. So is that, in your estimation, is that their biggest need in free agency? I, I know a lot of people will say center for sure. Um, is there a, a, a right winger out there that that uh, the Blues should be interested in going after in free agency? And anyone in particular come to mind? Or well, with the where the salary caps looking, right? Um, it's going to be difficult to find one to fit. Um, I wouldn't go after a center in free agency. I think that needs to happen via trade. There are players out there. There's names out there. Um, for me, it's Alex uh, Galchenyuk from Montreal. Montreal was in the news yesterday with um, acquiring and then signing Jonathan Druin from Tampa Bay. But Alex Galchenyuk, he was one of those guys where uh, he gets a lot of flack because he's not a great defensive center. But his average points-wise, when in, at the center position is close to .7 a game, uh, and Montreal still tries to force him to the wing, where he plays significantly worse. Um, he's actually my top target. I think he would fit really well with Tarasenko. Um, and then you can bump Stastny down to that you know second-line center position, and then you still have Berglund or Stavoka, whoever's left from the expansion draft to play the third line. Mm-hmm. Um, if the cap space was available... Uh, T.J. Oshie going to be a free agent this year. We know what he can do. We know the defensive play he has. We know that he can be an offensive player. Um, and he will fit perfectly on a line with Steen and Stephanie. Uh So is it realistic? No. You're not going to have the cap space to bring in Oshie. You're not going to have the extra 5 to 6 possibly $7 million to sign a T.J. Oshie. But... He would fit perfectly on the Blues right now. Contributor at St. Louis Game Time, Randall Ritchie, joining here, me here in the mole hole this morning. Um, well, it's going to be interesting. So the protected list needs to be in by Sunday, right? And then they're going to announce it uh, live or, or uh, announce all the lists, every team's protected list. And then the fun yeah, begins. Will... Yeah, then the fun yeah, exactly. begins. Yeah, it's, it's silly season right now. Things are... <laughs> going to get interesting especially this year with the expansion draft for sure i think the drew and trade yesterday um was just a sign of things uh tampa needs to cut salary and now they have that extra forward spot uh so they can protect another guy so um i think in the next few days we'll see a couple more deals like this um it wouldn't surprise me in the least i don't know if we'll see the blues making any moves but yeah, if you like trades, uh, this is definitely the time of the year for that. 
Randall Ritchie, contributor at St. Louis Game Time. Tell everyone where they can follow you on Twitter and other social media outlets. Yeah, you can go ahead and follow me on Twitter, just at Randall Ritchie. Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I use. All right. Do that on Facebook. If you want to add me on Facebook, I don't care. Go ahead and do that, too. All right, man. That's Randall Ritchie. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. No problem. Randall Ritchie joining me from uh, contributor from St. Louis Game Time, talking blues, talking expansion draft, offseason needs. Uh, and um, whether you agree with Randall's takes or not, it's going to be very, very interesting to see who the Blues protect. I think we're pretty clear on probably the top five, especially on forward for the forwards. It'll be iffy the last two spots uh, uh, who they decide to protect in the expansion draft. Uh, we're going to close the show, take a quick break, and then we're going to close the show here on the Mole Hole, 590 The Fan, 1057 HD2FM, and inside STL.com.